Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <clears throat> uh i don't know do you have any thoughts on james gunn taking over dc uh universe movies i mean i like guardians of the galaxy Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a human relations versions of the Touchline Media Group, because um, literally all we're doing today is talking about hiring and firing and so on and so forth, just like in various forms, right? Like contract buyouts. This is super interesting for everybody involved. This is why people like sports. Um, Yeah. my name is Asa, right. a.k.a. The Twig. Uh, my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump, might be here. He might not. I don't know. Uh, I'm joined by panelists and all-around good guy, Ben. Um, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and I don't know. I'm going to go back to, to twerking for whiskey because sweatpants yeah. overalls just doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah, whoever. Buffalo Trace, Willet, whoever. Yeah, that'd be great. Um so, uh, so yeah, so we are coming off of the, uh, the camp cupcake, um, from a senior national team. I think my takeaway is, um, Zendejas. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. That's about it. Yeah. Vasquez, maybe. Yeah. Like, whatever. Throw him into the, throw him into the proverbial striker hat and who knows yeah. what'll happen. Yeah. I mean, like my, my, my view on, on, um, on Vasquez is would I rather Vasquez than Pepe? And the answer is no. So, yeah. Like, what's what's the point? Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess it's it's you're is talking it... you're talking sergeant, and then whoever the other two that you bring are, whatever. Like, yeah. if it's yeah, any any of any of like five or six other guys, 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Sergeant then, I mean, I, I would be cool with PFOC because I, I still believe that PFOC brings something that nobody else in our pool really does. Vasquez does it, but worse in my view. Yeah. Um, which is like, Hey, all I'm going to do is score goals here. I guess like Daryl DK could do that. Um, although he's been sort of vaguely disappointing in the air, uh, in my yeah. opinion. He's kind of like the Josie Altador humongous, but doesn't actually play like a humongous guy. Right. Like, like he's like, um, you know, those, uh, like, like, uh, German shepherds who grow up amongst like dachshunds and they think that they're, <laughs> they're like, uh, they're lap dogs. And, and that, that, that's not. Is anybody going to get a Lambert the sheepish lion reference? Uh, probably not, but go for it. Well, no, that, that's pretty much the reference. It's a lion who gets raised with sheep and thinks he's a sheep until a wolf tries to steal his mom's sheep and then he takes care of business. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I, I'm with that. I understand that reference. Uh, I get where we're coming from. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I think uh, Zendejas, I, I'd like to see him, but the problem with Zendejas is that um, he happens to play at our, the only position, position. Yeah. The only position yeah. that I'm confident we have four dudes to rotate. Right. Do we have a formation where we can get six wingers on the field at the same time? What if I told you? <laughs> um, I mean, like the thing is, is that Wea plays a whole bunch of wing back. Pulisic has a ton of experience playing wing back. Um, Cade Cowell might be a natural wing back. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Paredes, like, sure, whatever. Like the maybe only two. Jesse, maybe if Jesse Marsh really does move to that four-two-two-two, we can copy it, and maybe that that front two-two can be a four winger like substances yeah i mean i like i've always liked the theory that like you don't actually need a striker you just need three dudes up top who are goal dangerous yeah and, well, like, and in, in fairness the only one that's an actual winger is like timothy Weah. right and the rest of them the, are other, just the other guys are all weird inverted you know half space type guys right um the only one of whom is actually particularly good at the half space half turn bullshit is reyna Right. Um, like, it's like, Aronson is not really, like, Aronson's funny because, like, you know how, like, um, every now and then people get racist and are like, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, but Joe Burrow is the best quarterback. And you're like, what, what, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> what that's, does that mean? like, what are you talking about? Um, like, to, to use that sort of phraseology, it's like, Christian Pulisic is our best player, but he's not, or, or Brendan Aronson is a really good soccer player. He's just not good at playing any position in soccer. <laughs> like, like, it's like, if you said like, is Brendan Aronson a good soccer player? I'd be like, hell yeah. Like he, he's absolutely a good soccer player. And you'd be like, well, what's his best position? I'd be like, I guess like a 10. You'd be like, is he a good 10? No, no, he is not. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's tough. Any, really any of that group, it's tough to say, what's your best position? I mean, Polisic's best position is as a right winger who who goes to the touchline and crosses it. It's just like, yeah. that's not what he's ever been asked to do by anybody because... The best he's ever looked was when he was an inverted winger on the left for, you know, restart Polisic there. Right. But... I mean, like, my, my, my view of it is that, like, he... When he plays like that, he plays like that because he has to. And it's like, it's, it's sort of like... Um, the American problem of like, who's the best kid, put him at wherever striker, you know, and like, I, I just don't think that that's his best position. Like, I think his best position is as like a, a width right winger. Like, I mean, I think he clearly thinks of himself as a 10 or an inverted left to be, I mean, look at his, look at his handle. He's CP 10 
or oh, whatever. Yeah. He's, and, he's you know, committed to the 10 yeah, thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, the four, two, three, one, um, I'm actually, so, so we're, we're going to talk about Wes. I guess we can talk about Wes now. Sure. Um, he's off to Leeds. Um, we are a Leeds podcast from now on, <laughs> like touch leads and touchdowns. Like we're going to report on every one of their games. We're going to break it down. Um, but if, if they do, if Jesse does put Wes in a double pivot, which is not his best role. In fact, there was like, like they like, uh, released like an interview between with him and Tyler Adams. And like Tyler was like, Oh, what's your best position? He was like, Oh, I'm an eight box to box, you know, get up and down, whatever. And then Tyler was like, well, how about as a six and a double pivot? And he was like, well, if I have somebody else back there who can right, do that'll stuff. stay home. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, like, it was very clear. Like, I, I don't want to say Tyler's significantly smarter than Wes, but I think Tyler is significantly smarter than Wes <laughs> and was like, hey, dude, there is no eight in our system. So would you like to be a six or a 10? Well, and it, this goes back like to go back 10 years. The reason the Bradley Jones pairing never worked is because neither of them wanted to stay home. Right. Whereas hopefully with a, an Adams uh, McKenney pairing, Adams is the responsible one and kind of a... Right. I feel like there's an odd couple thing waiting to happen here, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think like them as a, as a dual pivot is fine. It's just like, it's just very clearly like, Hey, Tyler, you are yeah. a, a, like an advanced center back. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the sort of, but, but as that goes to sort of the national team stuff is that if he does get comfortable in that sort of deeper holding role, um, it gives the national team a ton more sort of leeway because Right now, you can't you can't comfortably say that Musa or McKenney um, is going to be um, how do I put this disciplined enough to stick back. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, if if West sort of develops that, like, because remember, people sort of forget this about him, but for most of his career, he was a six, or at least uh, most of his career. I mean, Schalke, he was a defender. He was a right back. He was a six. He was an eight. He yeah. was a whatever. But yeah. And I, I think Juve tried him there early on and it, it didn't go great. So well, it's not ball secure. Right. Know. And then he ended up, you know, on the right, up on the right wing and defending as an eight. And I don't even know what was going on all there. I don't, I don't think they knew what was going on there, which is oh. sort of the point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like he, he can certainly do it. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if, if Jesse puts him there or if they do go to that four, two, two, two. Um, do you think Wes starts on Sunday? Or do you think he gets no. a, gets eased in and like he comes on in the 70th minute or whatever? He's not John Brooks, you know. He's been playing <laughs> a lot recently, so so he can't just step into a top five league uh, starting starting eleven. No, I, I I don't think he starts because well, it depends on what happens with Jack Harrison. Dear listener, we're recording this before the transfer window is over. Um, Jack Harrison just got like there was a, a ton of flurry of like rumors about him moving on, and if he moves on, then yeah, I can see I can see Wes sort of slotting in immediately. Um, because you need people who lived in America, a certain number of people who have lived extensively in America in order for Jesse to be, feel happy. And Jack Harrison is one of those dudes. If he loses him, then Wes goes right in. Um, but, but yeah, so the, that's the news there. Um, I, I, I will say it does make my life easier. It, it reduces the amount of Italian league I, I'm going to watch to um, the second half of AC Milan games. Yeah. Plus, Juventus has just been horrendous to watch i mean we're talking like Werder bremen schalke like quality of games they're 
Ugh, just bad. They're just bad. Um, but the the good news with that is that we no longer have to watch them. We can watch a little AC Milan, like I said, second half of games. Um, we can just follow the money laundering and what yeah. controversy and just you know enjoy from afar. And like I said it, I said it in, as it relates to Chelsea with Pulisic, but like I can't wait for the, for our players to leave certain teams because I hate those teams and I don't like supporting Chelsea. Chelsea, yes. <laughs> Like the moment that Christian moves on, it will be like one of the happiest moments of my life where I can just be yeah. like, man, f- fuck Chelsea. Yeah. Um, Moroccan Zayat, Hakeem Zayat fans are so lucky right now. Yeah. Right. Um, although I guess they have Gaga now and he's not moving on. So, yeah. um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into, uh, to sort of the, let, let, let's start with the, the transfer stuff and then we'll, we'll get to the Fed stuff. Okay. Um, so, I sort of have like a list here of dudes who we expected to get moves. Um, Caden Clark is just at Leipzig. He's just They're, there. I think they've just kind of decided he's not actually good enough for Leipzig, but we don't know where to put you right now. So <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna train with our U youth teams, and we'll see if we can accidentally develop you into something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's it's funny. Like it's it's a good reminder um, that like we have a lot of survivor bias where we talk about guys who are 18, 19 going across to Europe and then just like succeeding because you remember the ones who succeeded. Yeah. Um, just dear listener. Do you remember uh, the, the following name? Um, <clears throat> George Bellow. <laughs> no, I hear he's available from Armenia Bielfeld these days. Uh, who's about to get relegated to three Bundesliga. Yeah. Um, dry Bundesliga. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I, I I think um you know we can talk cool running real quick. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> although I think they were Swiss. Although oh I that's right. But weren't they, they, were they speaking German? Speaking German. German. Speaking German, yeah, because right, right. Um but the so so that's 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 another one. Um we've got uh John Brooks, obviously, um at Hoffenheim, Any, which is there been anything anything further on Jedi or just the one one rumor yesterday? I don't think it was a real rumor. Like I, I, think- I think like I like Jedi. He's a good left back, but like he he does not fit like Pep's like pass and move perfect touch kind of guys. Like he's great, but he's a little messy. And I, I don't I don't think you're gonna describe a, you know one of a person that Pep is recruiting as a little messy. No. Like it, it just doesn't make it, it's never made sense. With a Y, not an I. Right. Um right. Um <laughs> I heard a, a very dirty joke the other day that I, I thought that made me laugh. Um, but I, it, it has to do with Messi and the Canadians anyways. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the upshot of, of the John Brooks move um, at least for me, cause I, I don't think Jedi's moving. I, I, we, we get this every now and then mm-hmm. um, I, it feels like every other transfer window, we get like a Jedi to insert top right. club here. And it never happens because I think like the reality is that Jedi is where is is at his level. He found his yeah, level. Exactly. Is, He's a mid like a mid mid Premier League left back. And yeah. frankly, if you're Fulham, why would you sell him? You're having your best season in 15 years, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll just like it's not like they need money. <laughs> they're they're in the Premier League. They have all the money they can you know they can handle. And- and it's not like they're like hurting for money like in the immediate term because they're a right. yo-yo team. They like you get paid out every two years right like or, or over two years so like something like that they're still good they're like yeah. as long as they stay up this year they're they're fine right I mean, um, i'm not going down this year maybe next year but this year 
Yeah. Like, what are they like? Six? And what are they? Well, not six. They're like eighth or tenth or eighth something. Eighth or tenth. They're they're top top half of the table. Yeah. Um. So the uh. So 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 that's that's the thing with with Jedi. Um, is that he's not going anywhere. Um, Tim Ream not going anywhere. He's he's full for life. Um. And the who who else are we missing? Oh, right. Um, so I, I do want to talk on John Brooks for a second, just because oh, yeah. I, it, it, it is like relevant for Tim Ream and non-Tim Ream reasons, which is that um, we have no idea who our next coach is going to be. If it's Josie, right? If it's Josie, then having a guy who could play out of the back who's tall and like competent in the air. Um, yeah, Josie likes that. that. That's something that he enjoys. You know, if we play with Jesse, probably not. Right. If we, if we're playing Red Bull ball, like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't really fit. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, Jonathan, John Brooks is firmly back in the conversation. Like whatever, whatever the problem was, it was something with him and Burhalter and, or the system that Burhalter decided he was going to play, not fitting John Brooks. And that is no longer an obstacle. So he's uh, assuming he plays well for Hoffenheim. He's right back in there now. I mean, he was a little rough after not playing for, you know, a year or whatever. But, Six uh, months, definitely. Yeah, he's he's going to be, like, assuming he finds his form again, he's going to be an option. Yeah, so, absolutely. Gross knobs rejoice. The one thing that I haven't understood, everybody. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Hey, listeners. Yeah. One thing that I haven't understood with John Brooks is, yes, he was iced out of the U.S. men's national team, but he also conveniently fell on, like, the worst club form of his life. Right or non-existent club form, and I don't know. If it, I don't know how that could have possibly coincided with each other. And now all of a sudden, with with a coaching change, he's like back in the picture at a Bundesliga club. Like it, it's it's all like very strange timing. That and I wonder cool. if there was more to like the John Brooks side of him falling out than we'll ever well, know. I I mean, we we don't like to speculate on people's personal lives or, or what's going on sort of behind the scenes if if it's not funny. Right. Like if it's funny, we'll we'll joke about it all day and night, Weston. Um, but for everybody else, we sort of, you know, try to keep keep that whatever. But like I do wonder if if he just if it just his head wasn't right. Because remember, he's he he had like eight months or nine months to get a move and he just didn't. Yeah. Well, and I mean, think about it. Although everybody says Tom Brady is washed. And you know what? Maybe that's true, but also he got divorced this year. Like it's not the like, easiest thing in the world to do. These people are human. Like, who knows what is contributing to a person's, you know, job performance? <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 really tough to say. So, um, in terms of just staying in the Bundesliga, um, Torgan Hazard or Torgan Hazard, Aiden's brother. Aiden's yeah. brother. I don't know how to. The good Hazard. The good Hazard. <laughs> um, Thor. Uh, he, uh, he actually got a loan to PSV, which both helps and hurts us, yeah. um, hurts us because, uh, Richie Ledesma, mm-hmm. tough, tough break, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it, it, it's to use, to use the parlance of, of, uh, of a site that we all read, get late early for, for Mr. Ledesma. Yep. Um, but good news for Reina, because I think that what this says is that Dortmund thinks that he's healthy. Um, yeah. Because you don't you don't send out winger coverage if you think Reyna is a thirty minutes oh, plus. Guy. 
Plus, Dortmund has brought on some other kid now who's really good. He scored a he scored a banger just before Reina did the other day. I forget his name. He's got like a hyphenated last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they've got they don't they don't need Mister Mister Hazard these days. No. Um. So that's that's the news out of there. Um. And I I mean I'm I'm glad like I want Reina to be healthy, but like it's sort of one of those things where I'm not that interested in Reina because I'm very confident that wherever Gio Reina is playing, he will play. Um, like yeah. a team is oh. not going to have a Gio Reyna and not play him. Right. Health, health permitting, he's going to get on the field. Yeah. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm not overwhelmingly concerned about him. Um, so in terms of moves that didn't happen, like that, that sort of brings us to, to moves that didn't happen. Christian Pulisic still at Chelsea. Well, I mean, I think if he was healthy, he might've had a chance to go, but I mean, he's not going to play until... What? what is it April end of, Fe- end of February some March I yeah don't know. I mean oh. it's and and they just brought in like a ton of winger coverage like he's he's not yeah he's like, done I, it Chelsea honestly, I can't even keep track of Chelsea like I feel like every time I log on to Twitter I'm like what who again like, yeah and frankly I, I'm not interested in watching so I'm just fine being confused and ignorant really I mean, like, it's, it's just like the, the, every, every time you look up, it's like, oh, they have this guy coming in and you're like, they paid how much for a loan? Like what? Like they're paying transfer fees for 11 game loans or whatever. Um, just, just ridiculous, ridiculous, uh, activity over there. But, um, so Pulisic staying at Chelsea, we don't have to pay attention to them till March. And then realistically, uh, they, they won't play him and that'll be that, um, but there, there were some other rumored moves that we thought we're, we were going to get. There was some some chatter about Tim Weah, um, didn't materialize. I, I think probably because Lille probably wants a premium for him, um, given not only that he's American, but also like he's got clear talent. But mm-hmm. I think the rest of the you know sort of buying public looks at him like, okay, he's a seventy five percent of the time starter who who and plays most of the like, world most of the world really likes to do their transfer stuff in the summer. So yeah. I would bet, I would bet in the summer, Musa is going to go way is going to go somewhere, stuff like that. But yeah, the, if you're, if you're buying people in the winter, it's generally because it's covered. It's gone wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Ricardo Pepe, um, still scoring goals for a team that's not going to be in the top division of, uh, of, of, the well, Netherlands technically Belgium. he's yeah Eredivisie he's on loan right yeah he'll go back to yeah. to uh Augsburg Augsburg but like it's not like that's a great situation either yeah. he needs to, he needs to figure find out a place to go but like again he just turned 20 like right. three weeks ago so yeah. he's got he's got time um another way to look at it is that he will be 23 in the next <laughs> world cup which would, would would be is is younger than Josh Sargent is now I think is that right He's right around there. Uh, you can convince me he's 22 or 24. Sergeant turns 23 next month. There you go. Um, Man, that, pred- that is younger. For some reason, I thought he was at least 24. I didn't realize how, how young that guy is. Wow. He, yeah. uh, if, if the Olympics were this summer and not next summer, we wouldn't have to use a special slot for Josh Sergeant. <laughs> I guess it's because he, he had that like breakout, like U20 world cup when he was like 17 years old yeah. or whatever it was or 16 yeah. he was he was a child so he's just been on our radar for so long but yeah. it's because we started tracking this guy when he was like uh you know just when he got his learner's permit 
right? And it's so funny because it makes you want to give up on him. And you're like, ah, oh, man, he's been around so long. And you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> he might have another 10 years of like near prime performance, depending I mean, like, on how well, his body well, handles it. Vardy didn't turn come good until he was like, what, 28, 29? Uh, guys, I have breaking news. Uh oh. Actual breaking news. Um, my favorite, no, not my favorite, my second favorite guy in our pool just got a loan from the championship to Scotland. That's right. Matthew Hoppy parlayed <laughs> his wildly mediocre effort in Camp Cupcake into a loan to Hibernian. Um, All right. Like, go Hibs. Go Hibs. Uh, well, who was who's, who's that Hibs? Not yeah. Pit it was, uh, it was the winger. Um, the uh, the one the one who 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 came from like Orlando. Oh, Chris Mueller. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah, yep. yeah. Remember him? Uh, and yep. other breaking news: the Broncos have just signed Sean Payton. Uh, uh, apologies to Jim Harbaugh. I know you wanted it real bad, um, but <laughs> you know, I just I just you know I know that it's tough for him because I I know that he likes to uh, to stick to his word. Um, on everything, even though his actions speak so, so loudly that he doesn't. Um, anyways, uh, so Matthew Hoppy to Hibernian. Um, sure. Eh, yeah, great. Go play. Try, try not to piss off your manager, Matt. Like, just, just like make it a month. If we can get through February with Matthew Hoppy consistently <laughs> playing, that's a win. If you want to travel that pass out to the wing, just don't. Just what if you did, you know? <laughs> Like what if what if you made the right play? Um, All right, but, ready to move on to the Fed. Uh, uh, more transfer. I think I think we have a, a few more transfers to uh, to discuss here. Um, okay. I think don't we? I don't know. Um, hold on. Oh, uh, um, nope, that's a Tottenham one. Uh, Josh Widner. Um, I've heard that name. To, yeah, he's he, he plays in USL. He's like seventeen. Um, yeah. he's he's off somewhere. He's going the USL to avoid being tied to MLS five, for five years route. The Jonathan Gomez Memorial yeah. Experience. Um, you see, like there are two ways to do it. It's if you don't have a professional contract by the time you're 15, a la Gianluca Busio. Like, why yeah. not? Why wouldn't you? Um, and then um, I guess the only other bit of interesting information for us is that uh, Julian Araujo uh, to Barcelona. Not that that changes anything for us, but it makes no sense. No, and I don't get it. He's is, didn't I say he's going to play for like Barcelona B, basically? Yeah, oh, was that was that it? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, cover for Barcelona, but going to play at Barcelona B or something. Okay. I mean, the money, the money might be good, and I don't. How old is he? Would you uh, like to go live in Barcelona? I mean, yes, and be attached to like a uh, be a you know, a Barcelona senior team member with all the swag, you, you know, you're saying, you're saying he's going to do well in certain areas there. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> when, when you're, when you're at the bar, you don't have to say you play for Barcelona B. Like, <laughs> oh, Barcelona <laughs> signs my checks. What do you want? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's, uh, he's gonna, I'm sure he's going to get paid pretty well too. Anyways. Yes. I, you know. No, no, totally with it. Totally with it. Um, it, how, how about this? Is this LA galaxy's best export? <laughs> yeah probably is, it, is 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 julian rajo going to barcelona b the best export that la galaxy have put forth it is strange right. I, I mean uh what's his name efron alvarez i mean he's 
he's still got years to go and he's kind of different. God, they have that one kid though, who had like the MLS next was absolutely cooking people. I can't remember his name. He's, he's a little guy. He's like 14 or 15, but they've been a, it's been a pretty considering what you would think would be such a talent rich area of the country. And just from like a, just a sheer number standpoint, like the, the LA Metro area is massive. Like how could you not, how can you not find anybody uh, I think that they, so, so my understanding as someone who lives here is that they like actively hate their, their fan base and their community, um, <laughs> which is why they play in Carson, California, not Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not close to get there. It gets, it's, it's far. It's like when the Pistons um, played in Auburn Hills because like they didn't actually want to deal with Detroit. Well, plus the dude bought the land and built it himself. So he didn't have to share any money with anybody. The dude was Bill Davidson. Good guy. Um but uh, do you know who else is a good guy? Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars. Top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably, Chelsea, no, PSG, come on, Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us, and more, Bayern. In soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Moist. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but <laughs> they're not going to advertise for that. Golazzo. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. See, I can call Paramount Plus a guy because uh, corporate personhood is a thing in America. There right, we go. There we go. Um, so let's talk about the Fed. Um, I, I, uh, can I lead off? Can we lead off with a question? Yeah, go. All right, I'm going to ask you guys. Did JT Batson or Cindy Cohn or Parlo Cohn or whatever did they actually clean house, or did? this whole, I don't know, melange of events just result in a whole bunch of people quitting and getting fired. Like, was this an intentional house cleaning or was this just kind of a, what the hell just happened? Nobody works here anymore. Some of this could also just be natural attrition at the end of a cycle. Like you just finished the world cup. You got done with the holidays at home with your family. Like it's time for you to like announce whatever your next move is. (laughs) Even if there wasn't the, the chaos around everything, there are probably going to be people changing seats. Right, but this is everybody. 
Yeah. So, so my view of this is that it was like, uh, scuffed mentioned one. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Bell's. Um, mentioned that Brian McBride apparently had told the Fed that he wanted to leave like six like months October. ago. Yeah. yeah. And was like, and they were just like, can you please stick around through the World Cup? He was like, fine. And Ernie Stewart got a job that he always wanted, which is the head of a Dutch soccer team. Now, whether the head of the Dutch soccer team was Americans or he was already, Dutch. <laughs> he already was that at AZ though, too. Yeah. I, I just think like, he's so obsessed with Dutch soccer that like, he just, he just needed it. He just wanted to have it. And there he is. Um, and in terms of, of Burhalter, I mean, clearly whatever, but like, I think, I think that what happened here was that a whole bunch of people saw the writing on the wall and a whole bunch of people saw that um, the good times were coming to an end. Um, like you, you look around and it's like, some is no longer part of this. The women are actually paying attention. Um we can't just sort of run our Chicago mafia situation. I and it just becomes said, like a more p- bigger pain in the ass to go through. I forget who tweeted this out too, but somebody tweeted out like every single adult involved in the Gio Reyna situation has lost their job. Yeah. Like Claudio Reyna lost his job with Austin FC. Greg's gone. Like I don't, Ernie, all of it. Yeah. All of them. Um, we do- probably got fired from wherever she works. <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, I mean the the whole thing was 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 a mess, and it's like it, nobody comes out of it looking good, except like the only person who co- has come out of this story looking like remotely good, as far as I'm concerned, is Demarcus Beasley. And I say Demarcus Beasley because Demarcus Beasley has somehow like claimed the mantle of former player who understands what's going on is going and, and, and is not like agenda driven. Right. Because like, I I don't know how many of you pay attention to the Twitter bullshit. I mean, obviously a lot because that's where we get our fan base, but like (laughs) Eric Wynalda and Alexi Lalas are in like a two week feud with each other. It's still going last (laughs) night. There was something. And um, I do want to shout out random Twitter users who all make the same joke at Eric Wynalda. Um, It's always funny. It's (laughs) always funny. I like every single time. I don't know why. Probably because he's a miserable person, but like it's always funny. Um, <laughs> so, so here's what I think happened, and this is probably not true, but I'd like to imagine it is. Remember, as a kid, when you're like riding in the parent in your in the car with your mom or your dad or both your parents or whoever, and you're fighting with your brother or sister, and they pull the car over, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like because when they stop the car. It's a bad sign. Because it means they're getting out. Yeah, it's like... And they need use of their hands. We can't just, like, turn around and yell at you anymore. Like, we've stopped the car. There's, we've, we've gone to a next level. I kind of feel like that's where JT Batson and Cindy Parlo Cone got to. They're <laughs> like, you know what? We're stopping the car. Everybody out. You're like, you're walking. You're like, walking home. I, yeah, they're, anyway, I, I don't need to go into personal stories, but... Um, I that that happened to me in my childhood. I had to walk to sure. a certain, I had to walk somewhere. When sure, it was far. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, so Ernie, Greg, anybody who's ever been a member of U.S. Soccer and has history and went to college together and knows all this garbage about each other's past, get out of the car. We're going to hire people who don't know each other, and. I don't that's know if that's actually great. the case, but it would be nice to hire people that don't have a 40 year history and know everybody's like all the everybody's little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you're just, it's just too close. 
it's yeah it's um it's 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 enough um oh i also want to uh apologize dear listener i kept calling him um markello bielsa um because <laughs> i was otherwise um well inebriated i guess is the word uh but it's marcelo marcelo bielsa my bad um <clears throat> so the but yeah i i think that the, the way that the fed is running right now i think that cindy cindy parlo count can we just do we want to call her CPC? I, I can't do the whole thing every time. Cindy, I, 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 Cindy feels disrespectful. Uh, Cone reminds me of David Cone. You won't. Why can her last name not start with a K instead of a C? Yeah. Then she'd be CPK, aka California Pizza Kitchen, AKA, and that just yeah, that just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, I think I think I think she's CPK now. Um, that, yeah, I'm a well. We're making I'm, a thing. Yep. Uh, good news for. Uh, Podcast favorite, uh, as we speak, uh, Kevin Paredes on in the 84th minute. Hey. Given the way that he usually plays, I assume he's going to score a goal. You think at some point he gets a start, right? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't really know what they, what, yeah, I don't know what the plan is with him. Um, but he's anyway, super I'm, young. I'm, yeah. I'm slightly hopeful for the Federation too. And this is, you know, probably silly, but, uh, our friend, uh, Diego Mendoza, 29. Um, he's just 29. Yeah. I prefer, I like to call him Diego, um, but uh, 29 Diego uh, sent out a tweet, I don't know, sometime today or yesterday saying like, Cindy is going to hire a legit technical director, which means you're going to get a legit coach. So I, I don't know, as far as, as far as like tone goes, that sounds hopeful. Yeah. I can, I, I can wait a little while if it's going to lead to, you know, a I, process hiring someone not from the. New Jersey, New, York, New Jersey, Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I do, I do trust her. Just like almost for that reason alone, is that like she isn't a sibling of someone else in a C-suite or didn't play on the same men national right. team and all those games. Like it, it is, it was just she it, met a number of these people after she was a fully blown adult. Right, exactly, and, and that's how most company. Mo, I, I mean, this is this is a company. It is a business, and we're trying to you know grow the game and win World Cups. Um, if you were a large, like multinational company and you walk in the door and your entire board of directors are like, you know, brothers and and sisters and like, (laughs) you know, friends from 40 years ago before any of you ever, you know, it it, it would also be different. All right. Fast forward 40 years from now and the current player pool, um, ends up in these like types of front office roles. Well, this generation's men nation, men's national team player has like grown up in the world game play with like a you know a much higher visibility and they're just like part of the the culture these dudes came up when it was like they were all in college they were college soccer players playing for the men's national team like they weren't fully blooded pros like a lot of these guys are today and it, mm-hmm. and it just it leaves them to be like a little bit too clicky because they ended up in this weird like us versus the world mentality versus us integrated into the world like as we're trying to find our own place and i think that's also been like part of the problem why um outsiders just never could break through and why there was so much almost like uh like self-congratulatory behavior for whatever we did internally just because well it was my buddy who did it what else am i gonna do yeah and i mean i changed jobs semi-recently here and like i had an interview with a company at one point and you know you do your thing and you look at the you know, the website and the, you know, check out the employees and whatever. And one of the people I talked to, like the companies I talked to, 
there's <laughs> the same last name all over the place on the website. So like going in, I'm like, what is this? And like, it, you know, I ended up, you know, not being interested in working for him just because I'm like, I don't know about this. Like, why do you, why is everybody related? Like, I don't know. And it's not but, that like family owned can be bad or, or is atypical, but like at a certain point, your you generally the your family owned business becomes so successful that you undergo some type of a transaction. You end up getting back like private equity or something like that. Right. And, and 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 you have like a a truly like professional board of directors and C suite right. kind of get inserted. Mm-hmm. You can help steer the ship, but you're not calling the shots anymore. Um right. and the US soccer C suite came from such a small pool of candidates that I don't know. It just was not a healthy situation. Yeah. Like if, so I, I'm kind of new to meeting you guys, but like, imagine that like, you know, in 30 years from now, like you and Asa and Greg are all like running something and Greg and Asa are angry at each other. Like, I'm sure they have things from college they could pull out and say, tell about each other. It would put each other in a bad light. Right. Whereas if you don't have that history, then that's not, that's not a, a thing that can happen. Yeah, just having like the origins of these relationships that need to be professional be in like a professional setting it right. can be definitely helpful. I mean, if you're if you're pissed at somebody that you knew since you were 18 and you're like, "You know what? I can tell them the worst thing you ever did when you were 19." Like <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Not yeah, a, no not one a needs healthy to do that. not a healthy environment. Yeah. I I am I'm looking forward to like kind of turning over the next leaf and um it's funny where I feel like everyone in the sports world is always like very reactionary. They can't see past, you know, six inches in front of their own face after the failure to qualify so much of the, the like fallout messaging was about, you know, Klinsman getting fired and, you know, do we need to get back to like this, you know, the classic, you know, like American gritty style. And like, do we need to have like an American coach? Um, like, is that, is that something that we need to have to like write the ship? And, and there was like a lot of support for that yeah. after Klinsman's failure. And he fairly or unfairly just kind of got lumped in with, oh, well, you know, he was an international, yeah. um, you know, figure and everyone kind of got in line and said, all right, here we go. Like we're, you know, circling the wagons, like, and, and we almost like, to we like hyper focused on looking internally to fill all these roles and yeah. now and now that we just did that and we come out the other side and we didn't win a world cup again now it's like oh okay we need to like open the world open ourselves back up to the world and it'll be interesting to see in 2027 you know what the right. narrative is about like who what's the right fit what do we uh, need to succeed that's like in uh i don't know football or really any professional sport like you hire a player's coach and then that you know how it goes how it goes and then at the end you need to swing back the other way and you need a disciplinarian that's gonna you know run the team like a team and not take you know not worry about all that crap yeah so, I don't know, it's gonna like swing back and forth but there is an interesting thing did you know that every uh every world cup winner has been coached by uh a coach of that from that country yeah i i, I did see that so um I don't know that there's a ton to it, but it is an interesting little, a little nugget. There's kind of like a, there's like a, a uh, confirmation, but or was it correlation is not causation. Like right. it just so happens that the best player pools in the world 
also happen to produce some of the best coaches in the world. It isn't like Argentina could have won a World Cup this year with a with a couple of different coaches, and it, right. you know, I don't know if it would have mattered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that it is like an interesting little yeah, little I mean- fact. I think there is some value to having a coach that like gets you (laughs) and gets your culture. But at the same time, if you gave me a choice between a coach that gets American culture versus, you know, whatever, a highly qualified Portuguese coach, for example, (laughs) I'm, I I, I would probably go with the Portuguese guy. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I, I also kind of think that in a way this, this player pool is going to outgrow an MLS based coach quickly. Like it kind of already happened this go around um, where you have, you know, our, our 11, maybe even our 18 and shoot, we, by 2026, we may have guys playing at bigger clubs who aren't part of the roster. Yeah. And what our potentially what like our coach had ever, you know, experienced and it, and it is going to just get increasingly difficult to like, keep control of that locker room like with with egos um if you know you'd been a you know a a slightly you know above 500 coach for columbus crew for you know however long yeah that's a good point it's gonna get tough to like have a jim Curtin type walk into a locker room and demand the respect that Carlo ancelotti could or whatever a guy exactly been there done that and be like all right listen to me whereas you know at this point Reyna and McKenney and Pulisic and all those guys have been getting coached by the best coaches in the world. So yeah, they're much more likely to tune you out than to, you know, tune out you know, to tune out an MLS guy or you know, a random American guy than somebody who's been there, done that. Yeah. Th- that is kind of like the next step we have to take. Um, yeah. I think that we're doing a good job right now of like getting teenagers out of MLS and into Europe, like as quickly as possible with, you know, with some good seasoning in the academies and things like that. But we, we haven't seen that like coaching pipeline, like yeah, really follow suit. Um, yeah. Marsh is kind of it. Matarazzo doesn't even have a job anymore. Right. Um, it, and I, I wonder if that's, that almost speaks to some of the difficulties. Like I, you know, being an American player is, is tough enough going into, um, you know, a locker room in Europe, but at least like the, you're you you're brought in there for a purpose. Someone paid for you, and like they kind of have to deal with you, whether you like it or not. Um, but if you're a coach and you walk into a locker room full of really accomplished European players, and you know, I don't always want to bring up like Ted Lasso whenever we talk about like American soccer <laughs> coaching, but like I'm sure that it's a thing. Oh yeah. Um, and, and you you have to earn it, and and that is I guess where like the Red Bull system is most important. Like that is really like the only pipeline that we have because you can go red bull sporting red bull red bull whatever athletic group what i don't know what they're called i know like how city has their own thing yeah will respect what they can accomplish at red bull new york and then you can get a chance to be an assistant at leipzig to coach at salzburg and Mm -hmm. and there's there's a, a progression there whereas i don't know if you're at Lille, i don't think that you really care about you know how great of a year I don't know. Yeah. Salt Lake is going to have with with such a poor, um, you know, player pool. So well, and if you, you know, if you project down the road five, ten years, all the, the guys that we have in Europe are going to age out of being players, 
And then I think they'll, those can, like Tim Ream, for example, like in 2030, Tim Ream could very well be a respected coach somewhere and he would have a lot easier time than, you know, the, the current Americans that are trying to break in. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I could see Ream doing that. I, I could see Adams way oh, down yeah. the road, maybe doing yeah. it. He Adam, just Adam like seems a... like, Adam seems like a lifer. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where that all ends. We just we just ended. We just did like a we just rambled for a long time. We talked about if Tyler Adams was going to be a coach one day, and and then we just and I were like, I don't. And then at a certain point, I'm like he's just going to have to do a cold close. <laughs> Wait, did you did you already close? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, Hold yeah, kind of. <clears throat> uh, thank you so much to our panelists. Uh, you can find Ben at halfspaces.com or on Twitter at bl herald. You can find Kevin on Twitter at kev underscore Kwiatkowski. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Diamonds Esquire or at TLS under, uh, at TLS TDS. Um, special thank you to Instagram. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're, you're undermining the self-esteem of, uh, teenagers is really good for society. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, uh, Paramount Plus and whoever else. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Chicago mobster. Um, if you're in contact with any. Um, But obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.